Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another show. I'm joined today by coach, uh, formerly of Benfica and uh, Monaco as well. Joao Trelliao, how are you doing, mate? Are you well? Hello, how are you? Thanks, Tom. Now Very you good. pronounce well. Thank you. I said we had just for the listeners' benefit. I have done one of those things where you're you're thinking about trying to pronounce something correctly. You look at yourself in the mirror. You say it about ten times, trying to get it right. But uh, appreciate that uh, you think I've got that correct, which is fantastic. Um, but of course, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Just for the benefit of the listeners, I know I've briefly introduced you, but do you want to give more of a, a more in depth rundown of, of your career so far? Yeah. First, Tom, thanks for the invitation. It's uh, it's an honor for me to be here. Uh, talking with you, talking about the um, Arsenal times, and of course for me it's a pleasure to, to be here with you. Uh, yeah, my background, I, I became a coach when I was 20 years old, uh, now I'm 41, uh, and uh, I started from the scratch, I started from the younger ages uh, in Benfica, uh, with the younger ages of Benfica. Then I, I came through all the, the age groups, I achieved the uh, the first team as an assistant coach in 2008. I was so young, I was 27 at that time. Um, and then uh, I was for seven years um, under 19 head coach of, of Benfica. We went two times to the UEFA Youth League finals. Uh, we, yeah, we, we had a lot of very good talented, very good talented players. Uh, one of them was Nuntavach, now he's playing for Arsenal. Uh, and then uh, I had the fantastic opportunity to, to work in, in, in Monaco with my, uh, with my friend Thierry and he. It's, it's linked, of course, with Arsenal history. It's a legend from Arsenal from the football world. And then uh, I, I, last, last season, I was uh, the head coach of the um, senior level team in, in second league in Portuguese, in, Portuguese, uh, in Portugal. And obviously you say that you started coaching at a very, very young age compared to a lot of your kind of contemporaries and, and people around you. Um, Mikel Arteta at Arsenal, of course, is still a very young manager and is only embarking on his kind of journey in that area. Do you think that there's more opportunities now than ever before for younger coaches to get into the game? Yes, sure. I think the coaches doesn't have age. Uh, the quality of coaches doesn't have age. You have a lot of examples have examples from everywhere you have one a good example there in Arsenal with my my friend Mikel we we, we were colleagues in the UEFA Pro License um, and I, I, I know him very well uh, it's a very very good coach it's an uh, we have an impressive quality um, and of course the, as I told you the coaches doesn't have age of course experience is very important experience uh, in the game when you when you play, when then when you became a coach, when you start in the pitch on the pitch coaching, 
but I think the experience is important, but more decisive, it's your philosophy, your ideas, uh, the way you want to be in, in the coaching environment. And I know that I can tell you, I know that a coach doesn't have age and you have a very good example in your, in your club. Of course. Um, and you've got your own links beyond Mikel Arteta with Arsenal, having, as you say, worked with, with Nuntavaj um, at Benfica. Talk to me what it was like when you were training him and, and how he was with the player. And if you kind of predicted that he could end up at a club like Arsenal in the future. Yes, I know Nunu very well. I was his coach um, for two, two years and uh, I, know, I know his qualities. It's a... It's a it's a very talented player. Uh, it's very intelligent in terms of uh, the way he see the game, the way he see life. It's very intelligent. Uh, if you know him in depth, you will you will understand it. Um, a, as a player, in terms of physical qualities, he's impressive. He, he, at that time, he was under 18. He played uh, for the under 19 age group in Portugal. It's a little bit different when you compare with uh, England. Or UK environment. Uh, the competition here starts very early. You, you start competing at the age of 11, the, a formal competition, uh, the, the, a league, a formal league, when you have 10, 11 years old. And Nunu uh, was playing for the 19 when he was 17 years old. And mm. his qualities are impressive uh, in terms of physical qualities and in terms of technical qualities. It can be it can be very decisive in the last third. It can cross. It can create situations for finish. It can finish, and you 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 know that because he already scored for Arsenal. I think in, in his debut. Yeah, on his and, pre-season. Yeah. Yeah, and when you when you see these qualities in those players, you can imagine that he will be in in, in the elite level. But, but of course, the the more important thing, in my opinion, is the mentality. And Nunu at that mentality at that time and you you understand at that time you you can understand that you will be uh, in a very good level Mikel Arteta talked about the fact that he wanted to be bringing in players that were of the mindset that they were driven and they want to win and they want to be challenging for their places and and Nuno has got a really difficult challenge because he faces competition with Kieran Tierney, who is obviously one of the best left-backs in, in the Premier League right now. Do you think, from what your understanding around him, that say he isn't satisfied with the amount of minutes that he gets at Arsenal, that he could, say, look to, to go somewhere else? Because, as we said, Tierney's not exactly like an older player. He's still only 24 and is, is expected to be at Arsenal for a long time there, do you think that he would be driven that he'd want to maybe go somewhere else if he can't get the minutes at Arsenal? No, I, I don't think so. Uh, I, I cannot talk for Nuno, of course, but I don't think yeah. so. Uh, I, I know him well. I know that he, when he when he went to, to Arsenal, his mentality was, of course, for playing, but to develop as well because it, it's still very he's still very young. He's only 21 years old. Uh, he's, a, he's a youngster and he wants to develop, he wants to achieve the best level for him, for, of course. And at the age of 21, uh, playing for Arsenal, it's of course, it's a dream for him and for everyone. It should be a dream for play for Arsenal at the age of 21. It's, it's completely a dream. So uh, I know Nunu and I know that Nunu at the moment is more focused on developing and do everything for the team and they 
and in a daily basis try to be the best player for Miko. And when he when he when he he, he, he goes for the pitch when he is called to play, uh, he needs to be prepared. And I think his mentality is like that. Like I can tell you, I know him well. For you and for every everyone knows him, him better. I can tell you now his focus on on the daily basis is not not looking for two years or three years later, because of course he's competing uh, with uh, a great player, one of the best left backs in in the Premier League, and of course you know when you you compete in, in England, you have a lot of competitions. You have the in, in, in minimum, you have three competitions to play, and you, you have a lot of matches to, to compete. And the opportunities will come, and mm. he will be prepared. I can tell you because his mentality is like that. And he played in the in the League Cup the other day and got man of the match for his performance against Wimbledon. So it goes to show the evidence is there of what we can expect to see from him. When he when he left, kind of lastly, just just on you know when he left Benfica, a lot of the focus was on what he could do in the final third of his crossing with his ability to to take a shot of goal as he showed on his debut. But the other end of the pitch defensively, that's been an area that that we've seen criticism from Benfica supporters, from the media. Do you think this is an area of his game that does need to improve? And and what is it about his defensive abilities that he needs to improve on? Yeah, of course it's it's more it's more attacking mindset than defensive because um, I think five years ago uh, when he arrived uh, at the Benfica Academy he became from Sporting Lisbon Academy he was winger he was not a, a left back he was a, a left or right winger and we we adapt uh, his position for for left left back because we knew that probably it will be the best position for him to achieve the, the better level Hmm. So, how do you know uh, that? How do you how do you determine? You look at him as a winger when he's very young, and you think, right, this this is he's not going to go and achieve what he wants in this position. How do you know to switch him to a left back? Yeah, because he, he had the, the the all the qualities. He, I think one of the things that I like to identify in a defender is the instinct to defend, uh, hmm. the way he see the defensive process and the transition to defense. So. When I look at Nuno Tavares, uh, I, I, I saw that. Uh, we saw that. Not me as a coach. We as academy, we saw that. And we think uh, at that moment that he could be a very good uh, top-level uh, left-back uh, rather than a good player as a winger. Because we believe that he, he came from the back. He, could, he can run. He have a lot of... Uh, distance to, to run and a lot of distance to make difference and mm. we, we believe that the best position for him was that but he needed to have that defensive instinct and he had it at that time and of course we developed uh, I had a lot of, I had a lot of headaches with him when we was when we competed in youth league and and, and the, the league, national league of course but uh, I, I, I was very happy at the end of the season when we finished the, the, the first season working with him, the way he improved in terms of defensive behaviors. And then uh, he, he went for, for senior level. Uh, he went for B team first, the, the reserve team here in Portugal. They, they compete in second league. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he became much better defensively. 
And last season, in the first team, he, I think he achieved a very good level in terms of defensive behaviors. And I know that with the, with the way Mikel see the game, with, with the way Mikel see the process, developing players, and the way the Premier League and the English environment uh, will give a lot of um, challenges for him in terms of defensive behaviors. It will be the best environment for him to develop. And I can tell you, he will be a very good defender at the end of the season. He will be a top defender because I know that the environment will help him. I really look forward to seeing more of him. And, and, and there is all the likelihood that we are with uh, Kieran Tierney's injury record. And we know that he can miss quite a few games for the season. So there will be opportunity mm -hmm. uh, for Nuno as we go through the seasons to come. Moving on to kind of our, our second point of call and your work with Monaco and specifically with, with Thierry Henry uh, as, as manager. The period, of course, was um, it was a, the first opportunity for really Thierry to, to stake a claim in, in management and to, to get an opportunity at a, at a big club as well, like Monaco, with yourself. How did you find that the period working with him as a coach? Absolutely amazing. Um, I think... I think, no, it's, it's a fact that Thierry was one of the greatest footballers in the world of all time, of course. Uh, he belongs to a very restricted group of the best players in the world of all time. And uh, I, I had the opportunity to, to, to knew him uh, in the pro license. Uh, it's, a, it's a gentleman. It's a, it's, it's a very good person. Uh, I like him a lot. And as a coach, of course, he, he is going in the right track because, um, unfortunately, the Monaco challenge, I think, was a little bit uh, complicated for, for us and for every coach that went and at that moment to, to Monaco. And you had Leonardo Giardini, a very good coach at that time. He became a champion in France. He, mm. he achieved the semifinals in Champions League with Monaco, and he faced a very hard period at that time as well. So the, the club was going through a transition phase for another cycle. And we, when we arrived, when Thierry arrived in Monaco, um, the, the environment was the, not the best environment, as you can imagine. And we, and we tried to, to, to help the club to create the right environment for the next phase, the next cycle. Uh, and Thierry, of course, uh, as a coach, um, I can tell you, he will, he will be one of the best coaches uh, in the world in the few years. He's very young. He's going, I believe, he's going in the right track. Um, he he, he has all the qualities to be one, uh, one elite coach because in terms of game knowledge, in terms of his philosophy, in terms of his, his human values, in terms of his leadership qualities, he, he is outstanding. He's uh, excellent level. I can tell mm -hmm. you, I know well, and I believe on him. I believe that he will achieve the, the best level uh, in the coaching, the coaching world. When you when I speak to, to coaches like yourself who have worked with Thierry and specifically kind of in the Belgian setup as well, it's, it is always with high praise that, that they talk about Thierry's work. Interestingly, 
you you probably are aware of the fact that he's very much involved on the side of the Daniel Ek kind of takeover scenario of Arsenal and, and in that kind of environment of being one of the people and driving forces of that takeover bid, which at the moment is is not happening because the Arsenal ownership don't want to sell at this point. But I'm interested to know, like whilst you were with uh, Thierry, how much he spoke of his time at Arsenal and how much he spoke of of any kind of future with Arsenal and whether he spoke of like a, an ambition to, to be back there at all. Now about that, uh, we we didn't talk about it. Uh, I think it's it's personal uh, personal things, and, and we, we we didn't talk about it. And uh, as you can imagine, my my conversations with him it's about oh, everything not linked with with that. Mm-hmm. What I can tell you is the the love he have for Arsenal, the love he have for for football. Um, and he, he, of course, is is not only um, a legend for Arsenal. I think it, it's a legend for everyone who likes football because he's passionate for for football. And when we when we talked back in the days, when we talk about mm-hmm. Arsenal, of course, he all, always talk with with the, the the most love possible because he loves Arsenal. He became a legend in, in, in Arsenal. And it's everything I can tell you because about this this kind of situations we we didn't talk about it. You you took that step to like Thierry from being an assistant coach to being a first team coach yourself uh, very recently. Do you for your own future? Where do you see kind of your career path moving from here? Do you see you going abroad again to a to a different nation, or do you think you'll stick more within Portugal? Yeah, um, I think it was. One of the reasons, one of the reasons, no, the the, the only reason I, I didn't went to to Canada with with Thierry was by for my my personal problems here in in Portugal, uh, family mm. problems, and I was very very sad for it. Uh, as I told you, my 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 path was in, in, in youth. I, I became uh, under twenty three coach. Have coach here in Benfica. Uh, mm. I went, I went through all the age groups, and I became a senior level coach. And I had the magnificent opportunity to to work with Thierry uh, in Monaco as assistant. Uh, then, unfortunately, I could I could go with with him to to, to Canada, and I needed to to, to go to, to go ahead of my with my career. And the mm. opportunity came. To, to be here in Portugal, and I, I was close to my family in a delicate moment for for us. Uh, it was it was I think the right decision for me to be here yeah. to be to my family. Now it's okay. Uh, I'm happy because everything is going well. Uh, it, it's okay, and uh, my career will will move for for the level we need to move because I, I think um, I I know my philosophy. I know the way I want to be in football. And I, I, I don't have any problems to be abroad, uh, to go mm. abroad again, uh, because I, I just want to be happy with football. I like football. I, I love football. I love, I love coaching. And I, I, I'm, I'm very convinced that the next uh, challenge for me will, will make me very happy. 
Last question then, just because I'm interested now. Um, Thierry Henry, obviously with Belgium as an assistant, but we, it's kind of clear that, it, that he'll have ambitions to, to break back into to first team management and coaching soon. If the call came, would you pick up the phone and say yes again? Uh, of course, of course, it's it's always um, it's always um, uh, an, a magnificent opportunity to, to work with a guy like Thierry because a lot of reasons. It's, it's my friend. I love him as a friend uh, mainly, uh, and I, I can predict the future. I, I can I cannot tell you what what will become in the future. But one of the things I can tell you, I, I'm truly convinced that uh, Thierry have the, all the qualities to be uh, one of the best coaches in the world in the next uh, coming years. Mm. And, and I can tell you, uh, in future, of course, it will be, again, an honor to, to, to work with him, uh, of course. But uh, future, I, can't, I, can, I cannot predict, I cannot tell you. But uh, I, the, the main thing I can tell you is uh, I believe on Thierry. I believe in his qualities. He will be one of the best coaches. Well, we wish you the absolute best of luck, Joel, uh, in that and and hope to see you maybe, who knows, in the Premier League one day. Maybe that's something we could see. But uh, yeah. life's a funny thing, so maybe it will happen. Um, we wish, as I say, we wish you the best. Life. And thank you ever so much for coming on the, the channel. We really appreciate your time and, uh, and thank you very much. Okay, thank you very much. And uh, wish you all the best for Arsenal, of course, mm. and for, for you, <laughs> for everyone. And the big uh, regards to all the Arsenal staff for my friend Arteta. Uh, the results are coming. I believe a lot on, on him. It's a, an outstanding coach. It will be it will be in Arsenal history. I'm I'm sure. And for all the group, uh, all, all the best for for the Premier League and for all the competitions. Thank you. We, we need it um, for sure because it's going to be a big season uh, for Arsenal and Arteta, of course, as well. And we will look forward to seeing Joao uh, wherever he ends up next, whether it's Thierry or in his own job as well somewhere else. We will look forward to, to following that with, with great interest. Of course, if you have enjoyed this episode, please make sure you do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the Arsenal way as well. We'll be back very soon with some more content for you. But as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh, yeah.